This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you Nebraska baseball. Catch our live coverage as the Huskers meet the Indiana Hoosiers on the Diamond at Hawks Field at Haymarket Park in Lincoln. Watch Friday, May 10th at 6 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Welcome back. Heard at Sports Radio. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me as well. We like are repping the Blues today. They are yeah. not a good hockey team. Well, listen, <laughs> it happens to the best of us, you know. Every, you know, my, my Red Sox weren't good this year. Uh, my 49ers are struggling. Apparently Sam Darnold's going to be the quarterback this week. I don't know how I feel about it yet. You know, we're still working through some feelings here. A lot of big feelings today on the mm-hmm. show for me. Are you a big feeling guy? I know you were probably about to do an ad read, and I apologize. No, for you're stepping fine. Over you, you're um, fine. Are, are you a big feelings guy when it comes to seeing Dusty Baker retire? Are you feeling good? Not really. It's. I, I mean, it's obviously he's had an incredible career in baseball, right? I, I mean, he's been in the sport for what, like six decades at this point. Um, no, I think that's real. Like between I, playing I, and coach. And yeah, I, yeah. Well, he played for the Dodgers in the seventies. Was it just so fifty years? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it might be a little longer than that. I thought he might have been sixties. Um, but so he's, you know, I, I always kind of feel for these baseball lifers, right? Um, you know, uh, Tito Francona just retired. Mm-hmm. That one had a lot more for me because he was the Red Sox manager in '04. Um, I don't have a ton of feelings about Dusty Baker. I honestly, the thing, I, the thing I think of the most with him is how he he maybe kind of <laughs> not I don't hold him solely responsible but feels like he maybe sort of derailed the careers of Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor um in <laughs> 2000 like in the early 2000s yep. with the Cubs uh, just overusing those guys and and well he really got known as a manager yeah. when he was with the Reds yeah like, that was like when Dusty Baker's name was like hey he's actually pretty, pretty good yeah pretty good at this uh, and he kind of because that was after the Cubs, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit with Cincinnati because he did get beat up a little bit for the way he handled those guys in the early 2000s with the Cubs. Um, but, and, and listen, I'm not a Cubs fan, so I don't really have any animosity towards him. I did have like a weird affinity for Mark Pryor back in the day, so I was a little bummed about that. But I think mostly because I had seen him in the College mm-hmm. World Series with USC, and um, I just really liked him. But yeah, I, don't, I, I always kind of feel for these baseball lifers because I also wonder, you know, 
and this is probably way more existential than you were intending me to get, but, you know, I always wonder about these guys that have done the same thing for their whole life, like what they do when they stop doing that thing, yeah. you know, like it, it just, it, honestly, it, worry is probably too strong of a word, but it, it does. But there is a worry there. Yeah, because there's something that I think about it because like you, I, you talk about like depression. Yeah, it's an identity crisis, mm-hmm. right? You've been the same thing for your entire life. I mean, I, I know people that have had a hard time and, and reasonably so I'm not, I'm not disparaging it at all where like they're done with their high school career and have, they have a really hard time adjusting mm-hmm. to not being an athlete anymore. Or, you know, with, with me, I was an average amateur power lifter. And when I had to stop, like that was hard for me. Yeah. That was a kind of a transition of, Hey, the, a lot of my life has been devoted to this. And now I have to stop doing it and move on and kind of figure some things out. And so, like, I, I get it. It's hard. So that you amplify that times a million for a guy like Dusty Baker, who's been in baseball his entire life. And I do worry a little bit about, like, man, you know, I, I hope, you know, I, I hope he's got, like, a support system and, and things like that to just be You know, a guy to, in his position does. Um, uh, you would and, hope so, and right? And you know what? And even in today's age, like, we see it with T.O. here in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Like, there will be ways for him to stay around the game. If he wants to, and yeah. And it— he, he just won't. He'll just do it on a volunteer basis. Yeah. So he'll just show up to any of the team. Any major league baseball team mm-hmm. would be happy to have Dusty Baker just show up at their practice he, or at uh, BP he or whatever. Probably ends up being one of those like spring training instructors. You see a lot of retired right. ball players do that. Where yeah, they're an instructor in the in the fall league or they're a BP instructor or they're you know they're going to to the spring training down in Florida and and hanging out or whatever. Um, so I'm sure he'll stay involved with the game if he wants to. You know, I, I, he probably has, um, you know, he'll probably have, like, TV opportunities mm-hmm. if he wants them. Um, but I do always just kind of wonder about people. I, I, feel, I have a, I guess, kind of an empathy for people in transition in their lives because th- those, those can be hard times. Growing up, did anybody else out there think James Earl Jones in the Sandlot was Dusty Baker? Because <laughs> I did. <laughs> I always thought that was Dusty Baker starring in that movie <laughs> as a kid because I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's the Reds manager every single time. Nope. Turned out to be a, a totally different person. They do kind of have a sim- – this is a weird thing. I Because they don't really look much alike, but they have kind of a similar, like, posture, like almost like a <laughs> hunch a little bit. Well, and I, you I know just, what I mean? I envision – Dusty Baker, when he's talking to his pitcher on the mound or the umpire, sounding like James, sounding Earl. Like James <laughs> Earl Jones. <laughs> Why didn't you just knock on the door? I could have gotten it for you. Uh, I just imagine Dusty yeah. Baker and James Earl Jones just being pals, being one and the same. Yeah, I could see that. They probably have a uh, similar like vibes. when they stand, like when Dusty Baker would stand in the dugout, even like this year mm-hmm. with the Houston Astros. And they would just pan to him. He's not doing anything. He's just st- leaning against, leaning against that that little uh, padding. Yeah, right? yeah. You could have convinced me it was James Earl Jones. <laughs> to this day, just still. <laughs> hey, there's uh, Darth Vader in the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you love to see it. Um, so. Let's see. What did we want to get to here? I don't even remember. Uh, we do want to get to a little bit of NBA. There was the NBA regular season kicked off last. Is Webinyama better than people were giving him credit for? Ooh, I don't know. I not 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 when I say people, I don't mean like the national view. Sure. I mean when he came into the league, like when he came into the draft, he was like being compared already mm-hmm. to like the next big, like the greats. 
He's I mean, going to be the next big thing, right? He, as a prospect, he is as good as we've seen since LeBron. Correct. As a prospect. And then, and then he gets drafted. Mm-hmm. He comes into camp, and then people were like, eh, is he as good as we gave him credit for? And now he's in the league. He, he showed out in, in his opener. Mm-hmm. And I almost think like he's above where people were like resting before the season. Like that that is when I asked that question. Is sure. he better than people were giving him credit uh, for coming into the season? Maybe. So with a guy like Wimanyama, it's gonna be really interesting because he's going to have moments where he does things that you cannot believe are done on a basketball court. And I think mostly that's gonna be on the defensive end because I don't think people it's gonna take people a really long time to adjust how far away he has to be to not be able to block a shot. I mean, I think it happened on the first possession of the Spurs game last night. Uh, one of the Dallas players goes up for a jumper and clearly thought that Wembenyama was not close enough, and he's just like, boop, that's mine now, and takes it, and they go off the other way. It, the, the distance he covers because of his length is... And he can get up there. Un- it, yeah. It's not even just like, hey, I'm 7'3", and I just put my arms in the air, and now I'm 8 foot. Right? No, he's like also no. athletic. I he's- can also jump two feet in the air, and now I'm as tall as the basketball hoop. <laughs> yeah, he is. he's super unique for a guy that size and that he's act- he can actually move, too. All the guys that we've seen that are 7'3", 7'4", and, and bigger, basically anybody over like 7'2", hasn't really been able to move that mm-hmm. well. Even Porzingis doesn't move – like women, although he moves. played very well, he did. Yeah, nice and, and 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 when he's healthy, he's he's still really good. But even when he before he got any of the injuries, he didn't move like women Yama, and women Yama's still bigger than he is. Um, that's the thing that I think people are really going to have to adjust to is just his length and athleticism on the perimeter. I don't I don't think people really were expecting that. So he's going to have flashes where he looks incredible and does things that we don't even know how to put into context and there's going to be moments where he struggles because he is I think like 19 so he's just raw yeah he's, he's young I mean and so and he's got to stay out of foul trouble yes which is, is going to be a challenge he's going to have a lot of the same adjustments that a lot of 19 year olds have coming into the league but he's going to have these moments of brilliance where you don't even know what to do with it like when he dribbled the ball through an opponent's legs yeah when he just like nutmegs some dude on a fast break you mentioned Kristaps Porzingis and I know we're winding down in this segment but at one point in that game, Chris Stops is at the line. I think there's about like four minutes left. Boston's down, maybe maybe five or six. Mm-hmm. And it was, oh, you know what? It was the moment when they were actually down two and Porzingis was getting like swarmed mm-hmm. underneath the hoop and he did the little like elbow thing and he and he knocked what's his face in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. T- went to the, yeah, on the, on the I don't even know if he actually hit him. Yeah. It seemed pretty floppish to me. And, you know, I don't know how. I was kind of with Doris Burke in that moment. She's like, what's he supposed to do? <laughs> He's like trying to get him to release. Yeah. Like, release. Get away from me. Yeah. Uh, the whistle blew. Um, but Porzingis goes to the line because he was fouled first mm-hmm. before the, the bow. And I hear the crowd saying, F Porzingis. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm. I don't know if I've ever, ever done that to somebody that was on my team. Mm-hmm. Like, that was once a guy that we loved. I know he didn't pan out the way the Knicks wanted him to pan out. Yeah. And I and get that. Knicks fans are a little different. Yeah, they're, but they're a little salty, and I get yeah. that. But if my guy returned home, the, I mean, it would be a stand. Like, the Cardinals, if they had somebody come back. Like, when Pools came mm-hmm. back, he left. It, it was not. And, it wasn't great. And he left willingly. Porzingis yeah. got traded. Yeah, it, it wasn't great when Pools yeah. left. People were kind of mad about it mm-hmm. because they gave him a contract that, you know, seemed pretty reasonable and he's like no I'm just gonna go make some money he comes back two years later in a Dodgers uniform Mm -hmm. Angels uniform excuse me and people give him a standing Mm O. like 
where where was the divide there with Porzingis? That kind of uh, that was odd. Put me in a rut. Uh, Nolan Sullivan, Omaha Hockey, coming up next.